Welcome to the M City Podcast. I'm Susan. Hello, it's Amelia. And this is Chris. And today we are finishing season five. There was, it was like there there was one episode in particular, the second one, where like that involves song. Yeah. It just seemed like this is an hour? How is this an hour? I've been watching it at just two. <laughs> it's not ending <laughs> or even coming close to ending i watch an episode i'm gonna bring it up breaking bad i watch an episode of breaking <laughs> bad and it's like holy shit the show is over and then i watch a episode of oz and it's like <laughs> whatever like, <laughs> is it over yet <laughs> long march <laughs> there's still story happening what's going on the only thing that i can maybe attribute that to is the fact that um, Oz was on a premium channel so they could fill the entire hour mm. and they yeah. fill the entire hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a show that's on just a regular network or cable network where they have commercials and, and, that's, you get you get forty minutes of story spread over an hour, and by the time the hour is done, you're like, "Wait a minute, no, we're just getting started." Mm-hmm. And with Oz, they they fill that hour, and because I do the same thing, I'm like, seriously, I started watching this yesterday, <laughs> and it's still on. Well, hey, and I have to watch some of them twice, you know, with the commentary. So. <laughs> So who's for Vince Gilligan getting on a premium channel so we get a full fucking hour and uninterrupted of his his wonderful storytelling? Definitely. <laughs> I am all for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like good grief, man. It's so good. And and can we do a uh, uh, an Oz um halfway mark episode? I'm uh, not Oz, a um a Breaking Bad halfway part episode. So after next week? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and Amelia? Absolutely. Yes. Let's I'm let's there. discuss because there's so much to discuss. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can okay, yeah, let's take a break now from, from Oz and <laughs> and talk about what happened on Breaking Bad on Sunday. Okay. It's so awesome. <laughs> it was so sad. The fu- you know the funny thing was my brother doesn't watch Breaking Bad, but even he at one point yesterday said to me, "Okay, why did he kill the guy? What happened? What's oh going my on? god! You have to explain the whole damn thing." Right? <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, "Oh, Mike, no!" Yeah. I, I had hopes. I had hopes and dreams that Miss Mike was going to make it, yeah. and and that it would be, like they're talking of spinoff shows. They're talking possibilities mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. They're talking possibilities like uh, Better Call Saul. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard <laughs> that. Yeah. So like, can you imagine Saul with Mike as his enforcer? <laughs> You know, Mike retires from the meth business and goes into this breaking legs business for Saul. Wasn't he Saul's enforcer anyway? Isn't that how they first met Saul? No, he was always... Or no, he was busy. Gus. He, he, Saul was deathly afraid of Mike. <laughs> okay, but Mike, I forgot, Mike was working for Gus. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mike was working for Fring, and uh, Saul was being bugged by Mike. Okay. <laughs> As everyone who Fring was associated with was being bugged by Mike. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mike was, uh, he was one of a kind. His death was so beautiful. It really was. <laughs> just shut up and let me die in peace. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I just realized I could get the, the names from somebody else. It's like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is the man. He he oh, such a good character. Such a good character. But oh, poor Jesse, man. Talk about no respect. And oh, by the way, my prediction, ladies and germs? Yes. Yes. 100,000% on the mark. <laughs> I am thinking like Walt. Call me Heisenberg Jr. <laughs> 
What's my goddamn name? <laughs> That was, oh my gosh, that scene was so good. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it was. That was the one I swear I kept wanting Jesse to pipe up. The Heisenberg, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse just wanted to get out of there. He did. <laughs> he didn't want to help. Oh, and Jesse is getting no respect from Walt. Walt's like, I we'll know. talk later. We'll... He, he has him under his thumb and he's trying to twist. Mm-hmm. And good for jesse for having backbone and not like caving immediately yeah, and just walking away i was proud yeah, of him. it's like fuck you dude you fucker <laughs> give me my portion he came up with the gig he should have been paid but like walt is doing the family guy thing jesse is truly his son and this is a family business and he's treating it like this is his son rebelling from the family business Ah. Uh. That's my take on what's going down here. It's truly, he's become the mob boss with the, you know, the questionable son that needs a little guidance. And, uh, you know, Jesse's not having any of it. And yeah. Good for him. So he adopts a new son, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the not too bright. Slow on the uptake, but interest <laughs> and willing to work at it, Todd. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I think we, we last week we didn't mention that uh, he had the the jar with the spider in it. Yeah, uh, he had it in his car mm-hmm. at the end of last episode. Did he have it this episode? No, no, but he had it last episode. But it's like that's what's going to bring him down. I think. Really? You well, mean lift the kids' prints off? Got, the yeah. That's really obscure and and I I've, I don't know. I think that's that's stretching it <laughs> because yeah. one they'd have to know that the kid the kid has been dissolved. Okay. <laughs> but they're still out looking for him because he's <laughs> a kid. He's a missing kid. But like they don't know to dust for prints. <laughs> anybody to come across it's like do you back kids prints on you <laughs> okay yeah that sounds kind of ridiculous but okay but i think it's somehow gonna come back and no i think that was just reflective of the fact that he's young he's as young in in spirit as the kid he shot you know if, if the kid was fascinated by the spider so is todd that was my takeaway from that shot. But I could be wrong. You know, you could be absolutely right. And we'll be coming back calling you Ms. Eisenberg. That's my prediction. There you go. <laughs> I need a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris, you get the hat for this week. <laughs> I get the pork pie hat. I am the Heisenberg. <laughs> I don't want the hat, bitches. You need the hat. <laughs> you don't want the Take the fucking hat. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this was, um, dude, and you you get Skylar again being cold as ice, <laughs> icy Skylar, and you know at this point, yeah, they've she, she's done with it all. She's not even yeah. pretending, and it's funny how he's accepted this. He's like, okay, we're eating out of you know takeout <laughs> or uh, what was it TV dinners. They were eating TV dinners at dinner. <laughs> and he was like digging in like it was the yummiest thing he'd ever had. <laughs> oh. That last week? That was the um That was this week. This week. Okay. I don't know. But, and then once when he started talking, then she just got up and left. Right. That was but awesome. He was talking about Todd. Yeah. That was at that dinner they were eating T V dinners. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't notice, I guess. Yeah, the dinner before was the the glorious <laughs> Albertson's dinner. Exactly. <laughs> those great green beans. I wonder if they've been been selling more of those this week at Albertson's. Uh, are those almonds you got? In there? <laughs> These are great. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh Saul like slamming the other and, and oh let, let's talk a little bit about Hank. <laughs> Hank Hank and his boy 
Uh, what is Hank's partner's Gomez? name? Gomez? Is it Gomez? Uh-huh. Okay. Go. Did you see the shit-eating grin on Gomez's face when they got the lawyer with the cash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hi there. Hi there. <laughs> hey. How you doing? <laughs> he just had the biggest fucking grin on his face. But um, this is one thing where, like, I thought the story was a little wonky due to the fact that, like, you know, this staggered payout scheme that Mike set up seemed destined for failure. They, they followed the money, they followed the lawyer, and, you know, if they had given all these guys their payout in one lump sum, there wouldn't have been, you know, the fallback that occurred or out that occurred yeah it's like this just didn't strike me as being like a mike plan (laughs) Mm -hmm. and clearly this was mike's idea of how to do things but it wasn't a well thought out mike plan that's the one stumbling point i thought in this episode Mm -hmm. i think mike is smarter than that than to get caught twice doing the exact same thing yeah so maybe that that was the lawyer's idea maybe yeah, but even if it was, Mike went along with it. You know, it's like I thought Mike was getting out of Dodge myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the when he when he planted the bug out bag, I thought that was like he was actually getting ready to giddy up and mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. But like, of course, he has family, so he was actually sticking it out in town. And when the cops surrounded Mike, I, I thought he was fucked. <laughs> yeah, that bothered me just because with. It bothered me because I'm like, what happened to his granddaughter? Like, he just took off. Well, he wasn't necessarily watching the granddaughter. I mean, he was in the park where the granddaughter was. But, like, the granddaughter's parents were most likely around. No, I thought he had I thought he had taken her, her there. He was taking care of her. Hasn't he been taking her for the past <laughs> few weeks? You're right. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But clearly, he had, he had no option. He had the bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I was worried that he was actually flipped and working for the cops when he was really? called. Well, when he called Saul and was looking for somebody to come, and it ended up oh. being Walt, it was like he was surrounded by cops, and he got away. Now, he is an old man, and he could just turn around and walk away, but it looked like when that second cop car came even closer to where he was, Mm -hmm. and he's looking at both of them, and he's kind of standing out in the open, (laughs) and they clearly have a description of him. That was my thing, because I'm like, you're looking dodgy standing behind a tree. (laughs) Just, you know. Yes. Yes. But, like, he's he's a wily old fuck. I mean, look, he got out of the car that Walt was looking at. <laughs> you know, Walt shot him. He drives away. He hits a rock. Walt runs up to the car, and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Mike wait. is a tough old bastard. <laughs> he <laughs> was. He's also a fucking magician, because, like, how the fuck did he get out of the car without being seen? Yeah. Our, our view of the proceedings was, like, a little jostled, but... Hank shouldn't have been. I mean, not Hank. Walt. Walt shouldn't have been. And what about Walt being a dick? <laughs> Standard for this season. But the way he stormed back was hilarious. It was like, you know, he, he, he actually reminded me of Foghorn Leghorn. Right? <laughs> that he had. He was like this tall chicken walking towards the car. And then he shoots him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, he kind of walked away, and then he said, Fuck it! <laughs> I can't take it anymore! Uh, great, great stuff. It's like, you know the shit that most likely is going to happen, but you have no clue how it's going to play out, and so you are raptured every second of the way there. That's my take on how the show is working. Mm-hmm. It's working its magic on me. It's like... Yay. At the end of an episode, I've just got the stupid grin on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I have have belly laughed at least twice. (laughs) It's like the darkest of comedies. (laughs) It's pitch pit black comedy, man. 
Uh, right now, you can do nothing but laugh because it's like, ah, oh, this is going to end badly for everybody. Yes. Yes. So we're in the gallows humor <laughs> level yes. of the show. So, yeah, except hopefully maybe Jesse makes it out okay. Uh, I wouldn't count on it, kiddo. I know, but oh, hey, come on. a girl I'm, could hope. Right? <laughs> I I'm wouldn't team Jesse. I'm totally team Jesse. I want him to get out. <laughs> yeah. I wanted Mike to get out, and look where that got me. Yeah, he got out in a way. <laughs> oh, brutal. I know. That's I want them to do a spinoff with Jesse and Walt Jr. and <laughs> call it like Biz and Betty's The Next Generation or something. That is happening. <laughs> <laughs> if Scott wants to keep away from that no account kid. <laughs> and I, w- I was talking with another, another fan of the show yesterday and um, I said, well, what if you know, when, when Jesse's 50, he looks back on this and says, gosh, I shouldn't have taken that buyout. You know, kind of like Walt did with uh, with Grey Matter. Uh, I don't think Jesse will have that worry. I don't think so either. No. <laughs> either he lives to tell the, da- to, to tell the tale of uh, the, the rise and fall of Heisenberg or, uh, you know, he's dead. <laughs> and we've already seen Walt is the danger now. People yeah. around him die. A lot of people around him die. And he's apologetic for it, but like that you know, he gets this fog. He gets this like fog of hate and and malice <laughs> that completely overrides his rational brain. And we've seen mm-hmm. it at play countless times at this point. <sighs> it's beautiful stuff. It's it's Shakespeare on ice. <laughs> oh, in the desert. <laughs> I would totally watch that. <laughs> oh, good times. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> the happy, happy times of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like tomorrow, this not tomorrow, Sunday, last day. It's the last day for the entire year. We get no so, more Breaking Bad. Nothing. Is it next July then? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's bad. <laughs> it's Breaking Bad. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, it's brutal. That's why we have to give a get together next week and just discuss the whole thing as it stands today. Because <laughs> so I, we have to rewatch everything. Oh my god! <laughs> Here's the thing: the little nugget that they've planted that like hasn't played out yet. Mark the time, Chris's nugget. <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> I really wanted it to be like Pee Wee's Playhouse, and everybody just kind of screamed because Chris said nugget, and it's like. The secret word. What I was going to discuss here, kids, <laughs> was the Mexican song, the uh, the mariachi band that plays the tale of Heisenberg. Oh, yeah. That is that com- season two? I believe it was, because that's when Heisenberg gets the hat. and Well, no, he got the hat in first season when he, uh, when he met... Uh, Met Tuco in the uh, in the junkyard. Isn't that the first time he had that hat on? I don't. I don't remember. Mm. We'll we'll have to do some Breaking Bad research over yes. the week. Yes. When when did Walt get the hat? That's the question, kids. And uh, but like there is a mariachi song about Heisenberg. Yeah. That tells you his fate. Oh. Yes. Okay. And whether or not that's, like, you know, just a song and not the truth about his fate, or it actually is, is my question. Because, like, you know, this song could have occurred anywhere along the line of his rise and fall, but I get the impression it had to be toward the end, because his popularity is to the point where, like, those other guys knew his name. Mm-hmm. So, and like people know you know the cartel has been wiped out who is 
Who's the big king on the block? Heisenberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you need to go back and listen to the song again. Yeah, yeah. Well, for this episode, why don't you make the song uh, like the opening credits <laughs> music? I can find mm-hmm. it for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Without a doubt. I mean, it, and it's actually a music video. It's not just a song. Oh, yeah. That's right, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful little <laughs> cheesy music video shot on video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Happy days, kids. Happy days. Yep. I'm betting that Heisenberg song is accurate. That's my take. Okay. That's my oh. my prediction for next year. <sighs> Anybody got anything else? Mm-mm. Likes, so. dislikes? Hey, I like it all. Are you still hating on the 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 Skylar there, kiddo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't give you anything to work with this episode. It was like she was just pure pure hate. Well, it looks like she she and Jesse were kind of on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. They had had it with Walt. Mm-hmm. I, that, had... that part of it I get. That part I understand. I just You don't like the way she goes about it? Not so much. Just, I don't, it's just weird to me because it's, it's, she's like, okay, let's buy this business and I'll start laundering the money and it's all one big happy family. And when it gets down to it, no, not really. Well, she's keeping up appearances, but like her goal right now is to protect her children and she can't do that gone. She can't take the kids because Walt will track her shit down and might execute her. That's her thinking, I believe. (laughs) So, like, the only thing she can do is monitor the situation, hope that he dies. (laughs) You know, she's made clear what she's doing. Yeah, she's waiting for the cancer to come back. And then it'll be easy to launder the money. It'll just be the proceeds from his life insurance, right? (laughs) I think the the life insurance has a a finite amount. <laughs> they know what that number is. Dude, it's going to be yeah. what what is going to happen when Hank finds out? Let's cut to the fucking chase. <laughs> 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 Hank is going to find out. What are our options? Walt kills Hank. Walt cuts Hank in on the deal. Hank oh, hi, no. Hank goes after Walt. Um, you know, what could be the resolution? Yeah, Hank, Hank's not gonna. Hank's not gonna break bad. <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not gonna take part in the deal. Yeah, but Hank's kind of complicit, you know. He, this happened under his watch, under his nose. If it comes to light that his brother-in-law is fucking the the meth cook he's been searching for all this time and failing fine, there's no way Hank can spin this and have a career. No way. Yeah. He's done, just like his predecessor. His predecessor buddied up with Hank, uh, with um, with Spring, and that was his doomsday. So even if he if he's the one to catch him, gather to catch him, and all of that, not good enough. Yeah, I, I yeah I know he'll he'll definitely lose. Yeah, because the other guy lost his job. So yeah, he's fucked. Yeah, he's in a fucked situation. Either way, so let's run through the numbers. <laughs> what, what are Hank's options, if that's the case? Uh, well. I mean, and oh, what about Marie? <laughs> <laughs> no more purple stuff. <laughs> Marie, who, like, is going to lose her shit when she finds out all the shit she didn't know. Because mm-hmm. she thinks she knows everything. And she knows <laughs> nothing. You know nothing, Marie. <laughs> She's like oh, the Jon Snow of this show. Jon Snow. <laughs> you know nothing, Murray. <laughs> she just needs to be bonked on the head with a broadsword. <laughs> oh my gosh. Over, over the weekend, I saw the movie Magic Mike, and she was in that. Really? Maria's? Yep. Oh, cool. And she wasn't wearing purple. Uh-huh. I like the actress who plays Marie. I like the character of Marie. She's as flawed and freaky and 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a character can possibly be, but she loves her man, and she's just stressed. Life stresses her. <laughs> yeah. she, she is a stressed... In, and she, does, she doesn't even have shit to be stressed about at this point. <laughs> and she's kind of doing pretty well, but God, this was her over the fucking edge. Mm-hmm. Didn't we She'll have start shoplifting again? Well, no. She, didn't we have a discussion? Marie might be the one who takes Walt out. Did we? I thought uh, we had a discussion on who could maybe. take Walt out. Like who are mm-hmm. who are the possible candidates? Mm-hmm. Like if Walt is to be killed by anybody, it's not going to be like. Uh, well, it could possibly be an army, like in Scarf. <laughs> But I doubt that it's going to come to that. Like, he's... Vince Gilligan, at the beginning of the show, said that um, Breaking Bad is the story of what happens when Mr. Chips becomes Scarface. Mm-hmm. And in this season's beginning, they actually went so far as to show us the end of Scarface and what goes on. And they also showed us the Scarface gun in Walt's trunk. But I don't believe that's where we're headed. Gilligan is also the master of misdirection. So (laughs) I don't think it's going to be as simple as, okay, he crosses the cartel, these new partners of his, whoever, and they're all going to take him out in a hail of bullets. That I don't see as being the end. But if Walt were to die, who do we think would do it? We have his wife. Clearly she'd do it if her kids were in jeopardy in any sure. Yeah. I think it's too easy, though. Yeah, we have his Jesus. son. We have his son, who might become jealous that there's another son. <laughs> and hmm. he, he had been like, you know... For, for a long time, I thought Walt Jr. was not living up to the, the uh, potential there for drama, as far as what they could be doing with him. Because there is a sub-story here of Walt finding a second family and replacing his son with another son. Yeah. But I don't think we're going there because the groundwork hasn't been laid well enough. So let's leave Walt Jr. out of it. We have, uh, well, Mike's out of the picture. (laughs) We have Jesse. Jesse would be a big big, uh, possibility there. Hell, Jesse could become the new Walt. They could. He doesn't really want to, though. He doesn't want to, but things change, and Jesse has changed dramatically. Even when he's like come around and and like there was that period where like he he was a junkie, right? And then yeah. he went in for clean. Uh, then he went and got himself clean, and then he started selling to the other junkies in yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's like he he falls back from time to time he's <laughs> he's not um though he's as strong as he's ever been right now as a character to a fine point he's the the, the person with the most humanity in the show right mm-hmm. we we determined that already like he's the guy who could possibly um, he could kill Walt, but that would really kind of destroy Jesse. So yeah, I don't see him becoming Walt if he kills him. He he would kill him if he found out the things Walt has done, and that thing that they've laid the most groundwork for the fact that Jesse doesn't know things that Walt has done. And the fact that Walt has proven himself to be an extremely prideful man, and if pushed, does stupid shit, (laughs) (laughs) and could be pushed into a situation where he tells Jesse the shit he's done to him, Mm -hmm. clearly end up with a click-boom-gone scenario. That's been set up. I don't think Saul's going to do it. No. Saul's just comic relief. Um, And there's Hank. Yeah. Hank could, like, you know, put Heisenberg down for good. But that would be 
pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. And he'd still lose his job, right? <laughs> yeah, well, he'd totally lose his job there. <coughs> or he could let he could let him go. He could catch him and let him go. Catch and release. <laughs> As it were. And if Walt was smart enough to actually pick up his chips and walk away, he could start again somewhere else. But, like, you know, he couldn't possibly stay where he's at. But he couldn't have the empire that he wants if he did that. Uh, he's got the smarts. He could have an empire wherever he went. He just... I mean, he's gained the street smarts he didn't have at the beginning of the show. When he was just a meth, uh, uh, just a a chemistry teacher, <clears throat> mm-hmm. a chemistry teacher with a Nobel Prize who <laughs> had the uh, wherewithal to make the best batch of meth ever seen. Um, he didn't know the distribution angles. He didn't know the people involved. He didn't have the skills at being the bad guy that he now has. But he's taken lessons from every bad guy he's taken out. Tuco? <laughs> Remember Tuco? Yeah, yeah. Tuco was like the firebrand. He could go off at any second, and he's lifted that from Tuco. Um, I don't know what he took from the old man in the wheelchair. He hasn't shit himself yet. <laughs> Thankfully. Yeah. But uh, he's totally lifted from Mr. Fring mm-hmm. and wants to be the puppet master and still like is kind of gaining his water legs at doing that because he can't get Jesse to to play to his piper yet. But we know Jesse's not out of it. He's going to be in more episodes. So it's just a question of how does he reel him back in next episode? Exactly. <laughs> And what's going to be the cliffhanger? Oh, there's so many questions. <laughs> We're not <laughs> Maybe. writing the show. And I'm, you know, I, I'm just positing all this stuff and nobody's coming up with the answers. So. Right. <laughs> so, like, from some of the, the, the message boards and things that I've, that I've read, some, of, some speculations are that Hank's going to start suspecting Walt. That'll be the cliffhanger. Ah. Well, yeah. He's yeah. going to figure it all out. Yeah. There have been lots of clues around. All he has to do is piece the timeline together and, right. and bear in mind things that happened, like the accident that happened right in front of the place that happened to be the the cook lab. Mm-hmm. That that would be a, a good cliffhanger. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> hmm. But we don't know, and that's what's so awesome. <laughs> I, <can't>. <laughs> <laughs> I know it could be anything. Yes. Uh, this show, even if it fucked up its last eight episodes, would still go down as one of the greatest shows ever made. And well, I how could they fuck up they, the last eight episodes? They could completely, you know. I, I would make a reference to a certain show called Oz, but I'll leave it there. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> they could make things unbelievable. You know, they could move the, the Chinese immigrants in with white <laughs> <my> family. <laughs> they, could, they could bring in zombies and vampires. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. any number of stupid shit could go down that yeah. could just make it because it, it's it's believable and that's the amazing thing it's such a taunt show every there are people who say that certain episodes are slow i don't find any episode of the show slow because they're always building towards something and the characters are so fascinating that even when they're just sitting around talking i'm blown mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. you know that's the the beauty. So, uh, 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, they could just have like the actors sitting around a table doing a table reading for the, for, <laughs> for the last episode. It's like, we really couldn't come up with anything to top The Sopranos, so we're going to do this. <laughs> this will piss you off more than The Sopranos. We're out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> table reading theater. <laughs> <sighs> Would you want this show to become a feature film? Hmm. You mean after, you know, after next year? Or, or do you mean like something compressing it? No. I mean, or... let's say the show finishes and Walt's alive. Would you want to see a Breaking Bad movie? So, kind of like. We'll a, catch up with him in a couple of years or like something. Because Sex and the City. Thing, mm-hmm. what yeah. they've done with yeah. making films. Yeah, I mean, that's a viable like TV yeah. to um, movie launch pad that that occurred. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that and Twin Peaks did it. Right. Oh, Twin Peaks. And X Files did it, and this guy worked on the X Files. Yeah. I don't know if he had anything to do with the movies. I'm guessing no. Because his episodes of the X Files were actually good, and those movies were not <laughs> <laughs> my general. Did you see the second X Files movie? Not to take no. off on a further tangent, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that film was weird, man. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so, what's the vote? Would uh, Amelia? Would you see a Breaking Bad film? Would I watch it? Yes, I would watch it. Do I want to see that happen? I don't know. I mean, what if it's good? I mean, you, a film is a, a roll of the die. It could be shit. It could be great. You never know. Mm-hmm. But, like, the opportunity... Like, they've been talking about doing this with 24 for years. You know? Yeah. Uh, they want to make a 24 movie. But, like, compressing 24 hours into two hours, you know. Eh. This wouldn't be the same. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be, like, you know. It could be a real-time movie or something. They've done plenty of things like that. Didn't Johnny Depp do something that played out in real time and was a political thriller? I think I so. I think it's called Nick, it's like Nick of Time. Elevator or something. I don't know. No, it's called Nick of Time. Hotel. Mm-hmm. I never saw it, but I remember it happening. Okay. So... Not to go into the 24 cast or the nick of time cast. (laughs) (laughs) But to stay with the breaking (gasps) cast, which is interrupting our odd cast. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm torn on that. Your turn as to whether or not you want to see the further adventures of Walt. First, they have to have a satisfying conclusion for the show. If there's no satisfying conclusion, there's no point to making a movie. True. I agree and with that. I do agree with that. And I I don't know why I'm torn on it other other than I they did this with Entourage. They left it open mm-hmm. because there was talk of doing a feature. Mm-hmm. And while I would absolutely watch an Entourage feature, I I get a little bit annoyed by stuff like that. Even when films have to start making, you know, part two, part three, part four, part whatever. I'm somebody who, (laughs) I I feel like, can't we just be satisfied with what we're given? Obviously, we're not. We're a society of, (laughs) we want more. Give us more. There's no satisfying ending for anybody. Um, which is why I'm torn on this because I, I love Breaking Bad. I would watch a Breaking Bad movie. Can I give I, you an example of a film that came out that did cap a series and was not only um, excellent but almost necessary? Okay. okay. It's called Serenity. Oh. Because Firefly was canceled early. And didn't have a satisfying ending because 
its last episode kind of left you adrift with no ending for our characters. And uh, the Serenity film basically took the plot points that he was planning on exploring for the next couple of seasons and encapsulated it into one two-hour film. In cases like that, I completely understand. I think that Firefly did need that because it was canceled um, after one season, which is unfair. I think they could have gone on longer. Um, But I think when you're given a show like Breaking Bad and you know that the end, you've been given that that date. You've been given, okay, this is where it's going to end. This is the amount of time that you have, the amount of episodes that you have. Just like with Entourage, I don't think that... I. I don't think that they should have left it open that way. I mm. think if you if you know you have that timeline, you have enough, maybe not enough room to completely satisfy everybody with the ending, but you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But a film gives them the opportunity to make an R-rated feature and go places that a television series on AMC never could. But if you don't need to, then... You don't need to. I mean, I think, Amelia, what you're saying is that they had enough, they have enough time to do what they want to do to end the story. So, you know, why, why come back with a movie? Exactly. Because there's money on the table <laughs> to be made. And, that, yeah. and really, that's, <laughs> right. honestly, that's the, mean, only the only reason, reason. for it. That is the only reason for it. There's money on the table and... To build the empire. And we're in this society where everybody wants more. Give me more. And and it's possibly, a, you know, there could be creative tales to be told. We don't know. We don't know what the end is. We don't know if the end... I mean, how many people are rooting... Maybe this is the more pertinent question here. How many people here, that be you, me, and... and uh, well, you, me. <laughs> that be Amelia, Susan, and I... Of the three of us, hands for who wants Walt to die? Amelia. Oh, gosh. Um, I, you know, it's weird, because as much as I don't like him, I don't, I don't think I want to see him die. Excellent answer. Susan. I, I kind of do want him to die. Also an excellent answer. Do you have a reason for it? Well, I I think he's I, because of the person he's turned into, and I just really, especially this last week, I just really don't like him anymore. So you're as fed up with Walt as his family, and uh, well, his family as Jesse, <laughs> as Jesse, Jesse is his family, and Skyler is his yeah. family, his family. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm still not totally on Skyler's side, but yeah. <laughs> I personally would prefer it if he survived but i would completely understand if he died i would prefer it if he survived simply because there's that part of me that digs hanging out with the bad guy um (laughs) this is one of those things like where um the shield ended in such a way that like you know, the, 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 the Vic Mackey story continues. And Vic Mackey yeah. is very much like Walt. Um, they're now, despicable characters. Only Vic yeah. was started despicable and became somewhat lovable while continuing to do despicable things. And they almost retconned into that show. We need to do a shield cast at some point. But they retconned yeah, into yeah. that show. Um, oh, oh, wait a minute. Amelia, have you seen The Shield? I have not. Shit! 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 We'll go away for a few minutes. No, no, no. No, there's a very good chance I'm not going to watch the show. It's as good as Breaking Bad. Yeah. Believe it or not, it's a cop show that's as good as Breaking Bad and and, and as edgy as Breaking Bad. And I think it had one of the best endings ever of any series. It had one of the best endings I would put Angel up there with that, but okay. Well, I didn't see that. Oh, so. God! You have an Angel! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> geek girl, put, turn in your geek girl badge! <laughs> I watched Angel! <laughs> I, went, I, I, went from, I went from Oz 
to the shield. Yeah. Because the shield filled that Oz hole. And you didn't see Buffy? I tried. Oh my lord! <laughs> she hasn't watched Buffy! She hasn't watched Angel! <laughs> you! I've, I've seen some of Buffy. You've lost huge cred! <laughs> <laughs> Wowzer, wowzy, woo-woo, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Amelia, have you seen these shows? <laughs> The deep dark secret of Geek Girl Soup comes out, ladies and germs. I've uncovered it. (laughs) Here's your nugget. (laughs) Susan and Amelia haven't watched Buffy or Angel. (laughs) I saw the Buffy movie. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Do you realize that? show was created as a response to how poorly that movie actually handled the characters that Joss Whedon created. Joss Whedon hates the Buffy movie. <laughs> hates it. And so did I. I hated it. <laughs> hated it. I worked on the first season of Buffy. I worked at Area 51 that did the visual effects. I wasn't an effects artist. I worked in the uh, the support field. Basically, I, I took care of their network, handled backups, got footage to the studios. I, I did all those kinds of things. Production assistant, network manager. That was my job. So before anybody comes down on me, you didn't do shit. No. <laughs> But, like, I did work on the show, and I didn't watch it the first season because I hated that damn movie so bad. I was like, they made a TV show out of this? And all I saw were the effects, and while uh, the effects work was pretty stellar that Area 51 did for the budget and the time that they had, um, you know, they did not pick up Area 51 to do the effects on season two and beyond. And um, so, like, that was the last I heard of it. It was well after the show had ended. So, like, do not think I'm uh, coming down on you for not supporting it when it was on. I also failed to do these things. (laughs) I did not watch Buffy. I did not watch Angel. I actually started watching Angel first, even though I told the guy who gave me the discs, why would I want to watch a show about a dreamy male vampire? <laughs> what are you doing here? You're handing me... And he gave me the fifth season. gave me the last season of the show. And so, like, I put it in and I watch it. And, like, the fifth season is interesting because they started doing it as little... Uh, it stopped being serialized and you could actually jump in on any episode and watch it on the, on its last season. And uh, I got hooked, went back, watched the first season of that, and then I watched all of Buffy. And the first season of Buffy, I can understand why you dropped it. It's a little rough, that first season. But on yeah. second season, they start firing on all cylinders, and that show becomes awesome. So give them a chance. That's all I got to say to you geek girls. You, you ladies, <laughs> you need to be watching the Buffys and the Angels. <laughs> if you like the Avengers... A lot of that shit that you liked, he developed while creating Buffy and Angel. And he poured all of the good of those two shows into Firefly. And then somehow he lost his freaking mind and gave us Dollhouse. There's no what the <laughs> going on there. He literally just was like farting out badness. <laughs> oh but, um, if you want to see Ms. Dusku do well... I'm probably saying that wrong. Eliza Dusku. Dusku. Yeah. She she got her well, besides being Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter in True Lies, um, the first time I saw her was on Angel on Buffy episodes. As another slayer. So check them out, kids. You got some good TV to watch. And now we've wow. <laughs> we've got so <laughs> Yeah. So far off the mark, I've forgotten where the fuck <laughs> You were talking about the shield. <laughs> yeah, but why was I talking about the shield? <laughs> you, you blew my mind, so I had to go into another rant about something else. 
rant upon rant upon rant and I've lost the I've lost the thread. Where's the thread? Oh my god. <laughs> Wait a second. Who am I here? Oh my you know, we eventually have to start picking up the breadcrumbs that lead us back to Oz. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But hey, we've got a nice long breaking geek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, breaking the back so. of the geek girls. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have our episode title. <laughs> I do want to watch Buffy. Uh, there are people that I know were in Buffy that I like. Um, they all I, do stellar work. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know why I didn't jump on it when I was on, but uh, I would say just the knowledge of the movie. You said you saw the movie. That's that's reason enough, my dear. <laughs> because that movie was such a fail, fail, fail. Great premise, fail at execution. And um, yes, but Paul Rubens was in it. To who? Oh, Rubens. Pee wee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I heard. Paul, and then I heard Verhoeven's, and oh. <laughs> I'm like, huh? <laughs> but yes, uh, he is in it, and um, that doesn't. That's, uh, Rutger Hauer is in it, man. Come on, mm-hmm. that movie had such potential, and it just was awful. And here's the here's the killer: the director of that show, the director of the film, um. They got production credit on Buffy and Angel and never set foot on the set. Like, they got paid. And if you watch the DVDs and, like, you listen to the commentary, they make no bones about giving shit to the director of Buffy every fucking chance they can. And it's like a, a husband and wife duo. I guess, like, the producer and director of that film were related. And, um did such a shit job and yet they got paid for every single episode and every single DVD that has ever been made of those things and never contributed a single thing to the show. Hmm. That's the way Hollywood works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to pay people who created things. That's why so many people try and do pilots. If you directed a pilot of a show, you get paid for every single episode of the show that gets made. Wow. If you create a theme to a show, you get paid for every single episode of the show that gets made, which is why I think it's hilarious that J.J. Abrams has a credit for (laughs) doing the lost theme. (laughs) Just the theme of the show. (laughs) Apparently, Gene Roddenberry knew this trick, too, and he wrote lyrics to Star Trek in order to get paid that way. Double. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he did not create the theme, he kind of fucked the guy who created the theme in order to, by writing words to the show that are terrible, by the way, in case you didn't. (laughs) And that's why they don't sing them. (laughs) Shall I sing a few bars of Star Trek for you? No, that's okay. Are you (laughs) That's why Alan Thicke has so much money nowadays. Thick of the night? Well, yeah. For... Uh, Writing song lyrics. For writing theme songs. Oh. Like, different different strokes. That was an Alan Thicke joint? That was. I did not know that. It takes different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does. It takes (laughs) different strokes to rule the world. Hey, did you hear Michael Keaton is... uh, Not Michael Keaton. uh, Michael J. Fox is coming back to TV. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, Amelia fact, posted that a couple yeah, weeks ago. It was your post. I'm sorry, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> I read about it from your post. <laughs> Give credit where it's due. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sometimes inform me, kiddo. <laughs> See, I do read he's, your shit. He's, no, he's one of those, you know. Evergreen. I, Michael J. Fox is the... One of those people in my life that <laughs> that name pops up anywhere, and I like radar for <laughs> Fox Star. <laughs> Did you see the Frighteners? You know what? I, I didn't see it. There's a handful of of his movies that I I never saw. 
Uh, you need I the sequel, want, right? I want to get my hands on that, and I haven't been able to. Don't you have Netflix? No. Oh. For some reason, I thought you had Netflix. I don't. I sometimes house it for people who have Netflix. Ah. That's how I get my Netflix. So I just watch that next time. <laughs> well, you know, do you know who directed The Frighteners? I do not. Peter Jackson. Huh. Well, there you go. Do you know who else is in The Frighteners? No. Herbert West! Oh. <laughs> get out. He's awesome. Yes. And Jake Busey. Oh, God. <laughs> Shasta McNasty. Yes. Jake Busey is in The Frighteners. That's, this was the film that made me go, oh, my God, Gary Busey lives. He's, he's cloned himself and is making movies now. It's like Kiefer Sutherland. I said the same thing with Donald Sutherland. It's like, oh, my God, he cloned himself. We <laughs> now get more Donald Sutherland movies. Only they call uh, Kiefer that. And Chris Pine. Wait, who's Chris Pine the son of? Uh, Robert Pine. Who's Robert Pine? From, um, I think he was in Rockford Files back in the 70s. I repeat, who's Robert Pine? (laughs) He was in a bunch of cop shows in the 70s. (laughs) And Chris Pine kind of starting to look just like him right now. Really? Yeah. Chris Pine is one of those that is very traditionally good looking and yeah. I am on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So he's funny. not your he's not your type. He's not bald. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not you know, like I said, he's a traditionally good looking guy. He's somebody that a lot of people like and I don't normally go for that, but mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy the crisp pine. <laughs> And Mr. Helmsworth, is that his name? Yeah, uh, there's, there's two of them. There's a Chris and... Hemsworth? Hemsworth, yeah. Hemsworth. And uh, his brother, Liam. Yeah. Well, he's got a new film coming out, which is like old as dirt, <laughs> but has been sitting on the shelf forever, just like uh, Cabin in the Woods was. Uh, Red Dawn. Just saw a trailer for Red Dawn. Oh, yeah, bad idea. It stars him. See, that could be a whole nother podcast in in and of itself. The whole remake thing. Yeah, that's how we started. We can follow up on that with more. Mm -hmm. I guess we should get back to Oz. Yeah, we've completely lost the thread. Whatever I was talking about... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it goes back to... Oh, I know. It was <laughs> Now he gets it. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the last thing I'll say on Walt and whether or not he should die and whether or not there should be a Walt movie and whether or not that's a bad or good idea, <laughs> which is how all that started. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> is, um, yes, I'd wa- like Walt to live. Yes, I'd like to see Walt in the film because yes i think there's things that walt could do in a film that he can't do on tv especially if the show ends in such a way that strips him of all the tv trappings like what if we got a true bad guy walt he has no family to worry about he has no um you know connection to um the world that we know because we've we've seen him grow from being the meek timid um, um, the meek, timid professor <laughs> dipping his toe into bad things to being, by the end of this thing, a full-on evil motherfucker. <laughs> and I would love to see a movie starring an evil motherfucker. That's <laughs> that's my take on this body. Do you think that somebody will kill him, or do you think that cancer will get him? From the coughing and the blood, I would assume that the cancer is coming. But like I said, it I, <laughs> it, this all could be a ruse. This all could be, like, the coughing up blood could be due to something that we didn't see. Whoa, 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 what was that? Amelia? <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably tapping on my door. 
That was very loud and very shocking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, so far, every time they've done one of these flash forwards, um, they've done their best to uh, supplant what we expect. And I expect nothing less for the final one. And, um, yeah. I'm, just wa- I'm wondering if the plan all along was for him to die at the end of it. And they have made him the horrible person so that it's okay for him to die. Because if the Walt at the beginning of the show died at the end of the show, everybody would be sad. But if this mm-hmm. Walt dies, I don't think anybody would be sad. I would be sad. I think, well, <laughs> I, I think they're making it okay for Walt to die. I think you're right, but I personally would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I want Walt to fucking win. I mean, he's a bad man. He does bad things. But he has become Tony Soprano in my eye. I didn't want Tony Soprano to die. Nor did I want Vic Mackey to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're bad people. They do bad things. I do not agree with 90 fucking percent of the shit these guys do. But through watching their actions, I get to have this wonderful flight of fancy. um, You know, I've been entertained. I find them entertaining. They are that clown that Pesci was talking about. (laughs) Do I look like a clown to you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, Mr. Pesci, you do. You are very funny, and I enjoy the fuck out of you. (laughs) Right up to the time they popped you in the head and your blood spurted out like a fountain, which always Mm. kind of freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> okay, I will be right back. I'm gonna see if we need a new person. Okay. 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 Okay.